My mum always said life was like a box of chocolates. I am Iron Man. I see dead people. May the force be with you. To infinity and beyond! I will not die sober! Some days my childhood feels so very far away. And others, I can almost see it. A magical land of my youth, like a beautiful dream of when the whole world felt like a promise and the lessons that lay ahead yet unseen. Looking back, <laughs> I wish I'd listened. Hey guys, it's Pop Horror Review, the movie podcast. I am Matt along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hi. Hello. Why do you always take so long to what answer, are you do- What are you doing? Because I was waiting for <laughs> Kelly to answer. So Kelly's on a delay, so that's why I give her an excuse. You hear me live in person. Okay. Um. Well, today's a big day. I've been in such a rut for superheroes. I want to watch. I was about to watch it again tonight, but then we recorded, so I was like, oh, okay. I watched the first one, though. We're talking about Wonder Woman, 1984. Critics is six- I've already watched it twice. I know. I was literally... I watched the first one because I wanted just to compare them, and I was going to watch the second one, but then I watched another movie. But... The critics for Rotten Tomatoes is 66% and the audience is a 74. The critics keep falling. I know. It's actually, it lost its certified fresh. Yeah, it was 70 yesterday and then it dropped. And the, and the synopsis is, Diana Prince lives quietly among the mortals in the vibrant, sleek 1980s, an era of excess driven by pursuit of having it all. Though she's coming into her full power, she maintains a low profile by curating ancient artifacts and only performing heroic acts incognito. But soon, Diana will have to muster all of her strength, wisdom, and courage as she finds herself squaring off against Maxwell Lord and the Cheetah, a villainess who possesses superhuman strength and agility. Well, that just... That is the Ooh. weirdest synopsis I've ever heard of. That's a mouthful, too. It's a very long synopsis. And the drink today is called an all-American drink. Is that what you're drinking right now? No. Oh. Uh, it is beer and orange juice. It's a beer mosa. Okay. I've I've been ahead. Quarantine really I got some time on my hands, so I'm just drinking champagne from a different drink that I we have left over. Oh, okay. But okay. let's start. Did we enjoy yes. it? I loved it. It was very good. I that's why I'm surprised by Rotten Tomatoes, really. You know what the thing is? I think people are missing the I think people are kind of I think a lot of people are missing the mark of the purpose of Wonder Woman and the type of movies that we're making. So Wonder Woman's like, I think her she has like the three virtues, like love, truth, and justice. Mm-hmm. The first movie focused on the virtue of love. And this movie focused on the virtue of truth. And I think maybe people are, have been so deprived of superhero movies that they forget that like Wonder Woman doesn't 100% aim to be a superhero type movie. It's kind of like going in the vein of the Captain America movies where I was like, Winter Soldier was a like a well, spy, spy thriller. thriller. Yeah. And I don't think like I think that's kind of where Patty Jenkins is also trying to take Wonder Woman a little bit. Like I don't know, like I I I I don't even know how to categorize it, but I just feel like it's more than just a superhero movie. She made this into a cheesy a cheesy 80 80s film. But I think also I thought it was going to be opposite because we haven't seen a superhero or at least a Marvel DC superhero movie. Like I thought everyone's going to be like Oh my god! And the I, last I, one we saw was Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One. And people didn't really that has a better Rotten Tomatoes score, which I was shocked by, because I I would have thought people would have been like, because that's kind of like a niche kind of thing. This is like kind of more broad audience. That's why I'm saying I think people were so superhero deprived that they were expecting something different. They were expecting like an Endgame or like a yeah exactly yeah, and they it, yeah exactly like especially like since Warner Brothers. It came out that Warner Brothers um, interfered with the third act of Wonder Woman. The first one. The first. The, that's why I said Wonder Woman. Oh, sorry. That they gave her Patty Jenkins full reign for the second one. So this is Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman. Like, I don't think she wanted that big fight at the end. And the fight she had in, in this, in 1984, was, I think, a lot more reined in. But it was down-to-earth-ish. No, I, I, I agree. Because, I, I, like I yeah. said, I just watched the first one. And I read the article because I was curious what she wanted. It never says that, what she wanted. But she said... They made, she wanted more of a small, which I think she did in this one, a smaller scale kind of third mm-hmm. act. And then they were like, I think everyone expects like at that point in time, back in tw- I guess like still for DC, they wanted to please everyone with all explosions and everything like that. Well, they um, were still going uh, with Zack Snyder's like that's special true. effects-y stuff like that. Like that came out of nowhere, yeah. that third act. But like the third act in like I told Jimmy yesterday, I was like the third act in Wonder Woman 1984, I think is actually the strongest uh, out of the 
three acts of the movie. Yeah, like I like the first two acts of Wonder Woman, but I like the third act of 1984 better. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Wait, can I say this? Did you like it better, equal, or less than the original? Ooh. I I, I think I like them equally because I like the first two parts of the first Wonder Woman better than 1984. But I like the third act a lot more than the original Wonder Woman. So, like, they kind of, like, equal each other out. Mine was that I liked the... Because I just... Because at first, when I watched 1984, I haven't seen the original probably since around when it came out. And then I, I was like, oh, 1984 is, is better. And then I watched it again. Because I liked the... I remember the villains being kind of not that great. But then I watched the first and I was like, well, that's a good movie, though. So, it was like, I liked the first one, but, like right below it is 1984 i think i might actually they're pretty much equal but i think i might like 1984 just the it's like there's i i have to say they're pretty much equal because there are things i like both but like they it's like what jimmy was saying like they balance each other out like i think maybe 1984 has a couple points higher only because i think the acting from all of the main cast was superb but I do think that one of the big things that I know that critics and everyone is having a problem with, which I do think is a little bit of a fault, is that the lack of action. So I think that's what is also detracting the general public because there really isn't a lot of action in this movie, to be quite honest. There's I, like maybe like four four major action scenes. I mean, what? There's the, um, there's opening, the, scene. the opening, there's this, the mascara. And there's like the Olympics. mall scene. That mascara isn't. That's not a battle scene. You no, can't but include that. No, but it's an action scene. It's yeah, but I, that's not. I don't. I think people are actually talking about actual action fighting versus like that. Like that was great, but I think in general, there's only four. Well, there's, there's the mall, mall scene, the trucks, the, the, trucks, the trucks, the White House, and then the ending. Well, that's the thing. I think this one. I, that's I, why it didn't do well in China. That's what Chinese moviegoers are saying. Yes, I, I, yeah, I guess now thinking about it between the two. I thought there was a lot of action just because I, I maybe because I'm just com- thinking it as like overall action, just spectacle. Well, the action, action, the action was very more reined in in this one, which like Jimmy had pointed out earlier, versus the last one because that was Wonder Woman's origin, so you had to display mm-hmm. her power and fighting prowess. So the action was a lot more. There was a lot more going on, and it had more of a like a bigger impact versus this one. So I do think that did hurt it a little bit, but I was totally fine with it in terms of the way that they were telling the story, well, which is a- basically Diana was losing her powers. Well, that's another thing. They said a lot of things that I read. They said that um, it was either too long and the and it was too much going on. The long. I the- will. Ag- I will agree that the second act dragged a tiny bit. See now, in Cairo. but but the the second act dragged. But I thought it was excellent character development for exactly. For, uh, the for Barbara Minerva, I think, and, and for um, and, uh, Maxwell Lord, Max Lord. That's what I'm saying. Like, I the the time actually didn't bother me because, like, this is what I feel like most superhero movies need because they Maxwell Lord could have been a very cliche like, I want world domination. Like he was on Supergirl almost. Like, but yeah. they didn't like do anything with him. I, he could have been very easily. I want world domination. I want to control the world type of villain. But like because they, it was only ten minutes longer than the first one. But because they added a little more, you were able to connect with them more i thought so the problem the timing wasn't an issue for me but the story i can see how it was kind of since it was uh long it flushed it out but it was a lot to take in for one sitting of a movie i think people really wanted more cheetah i well that was one of my things i I wish there was more i think that she was pushed to the side just a little bit Mm -hmm, but i I understand that maxwell lord is like the main main villain so it's like how wonder woman the first one was like they had aries ludendorff and uh the uh, the doctor the bird doctor poison or something yeah it's almost like what they did with aquaman where they had ocean master and black manta no that was no because but but black manta was 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 pushed to the side but very pushed to the side but i think that he was going to come back like because he's Aquaman's biggest nemesis, so I think he's going to be back for the second one. Same well, same thing with Cheetah. I think Cheetah but... will be back in the third one because I don't think she's done. Well, they but yeah. they have to explain. I mean, I guess maybe she, because everyone else renounced their wish that she technically didn't have to renounce her wish. Well, she did but... because she went back to normal. But I think she's going to want we to never be like saw, permanently. We never saw... Yeah, you do. You see her go back to. You, you saw her... her go back to. She does. No, go no, back you to saw normal. her, but she never said it though. 
Oh, I would assume that means that because he. But then, how would she get her power back? That's the thing. And how would she last into the present? Because they said if they do make a Wonder Woman three, it's going to take place in the present. So now we're talking about thirty years. So how is she maintaining that youth? I think that it. I mean, there's experiments. Maybe it's it's a superhero movie. They'll 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 potions and experiments. Potions. (laughs) Is there any other like Wonder Woman? villain well, or i guess they can pull anything from dc more scientific i mean you well, technically that's not how she becomes cheetah in the comics yeah, i mean you could technically no, if you want to like interact with other like you know dc like poison ivy makes something for her that she takes and she becomes a cheetah. I, I don't but know then you gotta have that yeah that's but, but, ben affleck's batman though so that's why it's yeah but, but do you know what i mean like you can take anyone like zatanna can turn her into a they want zatanna actually i wonder yeah so i mean like like there are like there are ways to bring Cheetah no, back. Uh, yeah. I do not think she is done. I don't think so either. I thought universe. they killed. I thought we're jumping around a little bit. I, at the end, though, I thought they killed her when they left. Oh, I was like, does so DC and Marvel not learn? I was like, why do you keep? Why if you're gonna flesh these characters out so much, why are you killing them after a two two and a half hour movie where they could go on for multiple True. movies? Like that always bothered me. I was like, I get, I get some of them like the huge like the powerful ones like obviously Hela and like stuff like that because like they can destroy like a simple villain in like two seconds. But, like, these, like, more, I don't want to say grounded, but sort of more. Yes, because turning into a cheetah is very no, grounded. but, I mean, <laughs> I, no, I know that. But, that, I mean, I meant, like, more. I don't whatever. think DC suffers from that. Marvel suffers from that. There's Zod. They killed off Black Mask. They killed. Hey, I was surprised they actually killed off Black Mask. But they killed Ares. Yeah, but, like, uh, but that Ares makes sense. A... No, that's what I'm saying. That would make sense. Um, what are the other movies? Well, Shazam, did they kill off? They killed. No, off. he's in jail. They they killed off. Um, did they kill Ocean Master? No, he's in the new one. Okay, and Black Mantle will be in the new one. I guess you're right. Yeah, it's only a few that they've done that. But um, it's really Marvel that yeah. has that has an ish, a villain it's, issue it's in terms D- of that. I feel like DC their villains are are much more fleshed out than Marvel most of the time. Like, I mean, the Joker. You know his backstory and everything. Like, do you know like random? Like big Sinister Six movie, like but you can't is... say that. I mean that that you can say that. Oh, you know Green Goblin's back. Like, you know that's that's a big Joker's a big one. You can say well, Green Goblin, thing. yes, but like, but okay, but you know I Harley Quinn's background. That... You know a lot of the Batman rogues. You know their background. I think DC. I think DC villains are a lot more interchangeable, as in like they're easier to blend into another superhero's like another DC superhero's movie versus um let's say the Marvel movies where the usually the villains that they choose are really just centered on that superhero's villains. They're not really interchangeable. Like, yeah, like the dark elves, like what Jimmy was saying, Hela. <laughs> but then there's also the dark elves. There's who Ghost. Was that her name in the second yeah. Ant-Man? Yeah. There's Ghost. I like have never heard of her, but that's also because Ant-Man was more of an obscure character. That was also but, an like, Iron a, Man villain. Yeah, but it's just like they're not really as interchangeable. And I guess because they're not as infamous as DC villains, that that's what the issue is. Exactly. But I- everyone has to acknowledge, like even diehard, mo- diehard Marvel fans, that Marvel doesn't do a great job at fleshing out their villains. They've gotten better with like phase three, but phase one through two, I don't think were that great. The, it, it was terrible. I also think if Marvel owned Spider-Man, because that's I feel like Spider-Man's villains are the most well like. No, but Spider- no, no, but that the thing is, Spider-Man villains don't interact often with other Marvel superheroes. I mean, it's the same with kind of like I mean, Batman and like they interact, but like they're Batman's rogues. Like you don't really see one woman like, oh, the where's the Penguin? Like, no, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, but just like a vast amount where like little ones here and there. I feel like Spider-Man has the ones to do it with, I mean, but they can't. Really. Probably with like Daredevil and and She-Hulk, like ones that take place in New York. Yeah. I don't think that like. Iron Man will be facing off with Rhino anytime soon, but well, Iron Man's ha- dead. So. But you can have like for some reason like the Joker was fighting Harley, uh, not Harley Quinn. Uh, the Joker was fighting Wonder Woman. Like that's feasible into a sense. Like you can see the Joker crossing over to Wonder Woman. I actually not just like not, I'm like really not doing like the Marvel DC. I really can't see that. I can see it because it's happening. <laughs> so. Oh, has it? Well, I mean, I'm the only one out of the three of us who actually watched the Justice League cartoons and everything. 
So like it's happened. So I, I'm just saying in my mind, I couldn't see. I feel like a movie wouldn't work if the Joker was a Wonder Woman villain. Just me personally, no, but based on her movie. No, that's but all. It's I, like I would. They I wouldn't can put them cross in, over. Yeah, I wouldn't put him as the main Wonder Woman villain. But if she encountered him, yes, it wouldn't be out that much outlandish like the level of villains it makes a difference like you know how you said spider-man has the greatest rogues i actually yesterday looked at the rotten tomatoes ranking scores of all the marvel movies mm-hmm. and spider-man who has obviously the best rogues is the only one to maintain over a 90 percent rotten tomatoes average for every movie oh, for like the series so far yeah so it's like a testament to how much a good villain actually works no because if you look at when you look at the other ones, minus obviously the Avengers movies, like you, you, it's just like you look at them and you're just like the villains were such letdowns in every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, in all of the Marvel movies, most like go through if you go go through the Rotten Tomatoes and then when you look through them, all the movies like minus like Black Panther and Spider Man, and you think of the villain, you're just like, yeah, not memorable, not memorable. Like I liked Hella also. I like I liked Ego. I liked Ego. Yeah, but those again, those are the no Ego was terrible. Those are again, those are the one off villains that like died right away and we didn't get fleshed out. So if you look at it when you think of the villains, you're just like, okay, cool, but they're only a one movie villain. I know, but I also think they can be fleshed out and still be a one movie villain. DC or Marvel, either way. So Zod saying, gets it because Zod was part of also one of Superman two, who is like the great was one of the greatest yeah. superhero movies, but, hands down. But you also have like yeah, I think Zod is more well known, and yeah, I think Zod's his definitely death well in Man of Steel was so unexpected because Superman doesn't kill people that I do think that that's why he's like a like that like his character arc ended and it helped boost Clark Kent's storyline. Oh, hi. Didn't hear you there. This is Amy. And Lexi. And we're coming at you from Confessions of Retail. All the tea. If you're a retail employee like us, then you know that there are some crazy, off-the-wall things that happen in your line of work. Join us every Wednesday while we spill all this hot confessional tea on the line of work known as retail. Everything from our own experiences to listener-submitted stories. And let me tell you, there are some crazy things that happen that even we can hardly believe. I know, right? You can find us on any major podcast directory. You can join us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, you can follow us on Twitter. And if you have hot tea to spill, you can send it our way to confessionsofretailallthetea at gmail.com. We will see you in the confessional booth. But Chris you, Pine was, I feel like, the weakest character in Wonder Woman. Yeah, we should probably go back to the movie. Um, time. he probably he wasn't necessary in it. He just wasn't. I he mean, was he was, necessa- but like he was necessary he had no for for Diana's storyline. Well, if you say he has no, I mean, he has he has a purpose because then you have to cut out about a half hour of the movie. It's just like he didn't really have a... I think it's just because you knew he was on borrowed time that his character didn't have too much of an impact. Because then you wouldn't have one of your most emotional scenes in the movie. Where she's running down the street after saying, I renounce my wish. Oh my god, that made me cry. And there's <laughs> a purpose like, to that. That's what I'm saying. So, so that you can't say he's, there's no purpose to his character. I said... I, I took it back and I said that his character didn't seem as important because you knew he was on borrowed time. Yeah. But also, they've made the try to do the fish out of water thing with him, and like it lasted two seconds, and like it didn't work as much as the first one tried to do with uh, Wonder Woman. I think if they just realized it wasn't important, that that's just solely for comedy. There's like no, there's no reason to make it longer than necessary. Like, I, I enjoyed the part where where he got in the plane and he was like, um, he's like, they'll never catch us. And she you was had like, to talk into your mic because that's not picking up anything. I was whispering. No, but they when when they were saying like when they were like oh Di-, they were he was like oh they'll never catch us with me flying and Diana's like oh I forgot to tell you there's radar they will find us. <laughs> I think that Gal Gadot did really good. What I love also about this movie is that they actually like gave Wonder Woman actual character development and we got to see Gal Gadot actually like exercise her like acting skills and show like different emotions and stuff because like. You know, one of the biggest issues sometimes with like certain superhero movies, Captain Marvel, is that the main character doesn't show 
a range of emotions. Like, I actually, for a, a little bit, I thought, I'm like, she's going to let like, her powers go. But then you... To you know, stay with... To stay with... Why would you think that? Because you've seen her in past... Okay. Pa- present okay. movies. I understand that, Max. No, but the acting I thought was so good that I was like, is she actually going to... Like, I thought, like, is she actually going to, like, say, screw my powers? I'd rather be with, with Steve Trevor for the rest of my life. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, well, she's not alive in Batman vs. Superman, which would be the, the next movie you would... Chronologically, the next movie you would see her in. So then I was like, okay, but, like, it came through my... It wasn't like, oh, she's she's gonna... She's not gonna... Like, I thought that she, for a second, would would be would lose her powers. I think it was... I think when she's, when yeah. when she when, sold it so well, yeah, like that when they were you believed her when they were when they found the guy who knew about the 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 wishing stone, uh-huh. and well, she was like, no, no, we can't, we can't renounce the wish, like like she like I I thought that she was, I mean, I until I realized I'm like, well, he's not in any other movies, but and I will say the acting, I mean, yes, everything was believable, but like because the acting on all four, not four, was it three or four? Who's the fourth? I'm thinking. I mean, it's if you count Chris Pine okay. as a lead. I didn't mind him. I, he wasn't bad to me, but yes, if you tell them, I'm count more of the three, the three of them: Maxwell Lord, Cheetah, and Wonder Woman. Which Pedro Pascal freaking like kicked well, out of the park. He was like, I I remember reading. He's like, I channeled because everyone's like, oh, he channeled Donald Trump, and he's like, no, I channeled Nick Cage. And watching the movie, I was like, this is like yeah. an honor to Nick Cage, pretty much. But what I'm he sa- sold it. He, no, he, he did. Sold he it. did. But what I'm saying is, I think where the acting progress the movie i think the writing maybe be i think for me the writing i was predicting things ahead i was like oh but that's not gonna happen because she's doing this oh that oh they're gonna do this that might have i think if the writing was a little more elevated on top of the acting maybe then i would have believed oh it would have ran through my head that thought maybe that's just my thought here's the thing Uh uh-huh i'm gonna say something the entire dceu will change with flashpoint Mm -hmm. you don't know when flashpoint takes place so like technically like she could have said it and then flashpoint happened so i mean it's yeah, but also patty jenkins has said that she tries to keep these standalones oh, it could be a standalone series as themselves so that's not oh i know but sometimes they're just which, like, no, you need to which that. is why i like wonder woman the series because like she keep, she treats it like the dark knight trilogy and does she like is what's the word she's nice to the other directors to like just put little things here and there i really don't think she put anything in this one this one no but like i remember she said about the justice league movie there i like, read there was a there's a black adam easter egg i don't know what oh it really is, yeah i remember she was like with a new jo- with the josh whedon cut she was like you literally like ruined my character you ruined wonder woman at least with josh whedon i mean at least with um zach snyder she was like we talked and like the suit like we talked about suits and stuff to like kind of be easy to pass the baton like it wasn't like we were gonna change anything story wise for you, but we're just gonna like make life a little easier production wise, and then like that's what I'm saying. Like I like Wonder Woman because of that. They should they, that should be its own universe. Just I think we all really need to talk about how well Kristen Wiig did as I mean, a villain. I thought she was great in this movie. No, well when, that's what I'm saying. I'm like how well she did. Like you know when she was first cast, everyone, including myself, was like. Ooh, I mean, like, I've seen her act in serious roles, but, like, I wasn't sure if she could pull this off. But she pulled this off beautifully. Like, she was still able to infuse, like, her comedy in the very beginning. Yeah. But towards the end, when she had to go full-on villain, I didn't get any type of campiness, campiness no. from her. I think she did the stunt work extremely well. And I believed her. And I was like... I was like, that's just a testament to how good of an actual actress she is. And then when she actually made the transformation into furry cheetah, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, she looks really good. I was like, I know it's CGI, but it's like, she is cheetah. She did it so well. The fight in the White House, I think, is oh, that was great. That's my favorite scene actually. And her acting in it is just so good. Like you know, because like the thing with her is that. I think everyone was afraid that like when she tried to do like the serious, like mm-hmm. when she's like, I'm not giving this up, that it would become off too campy or like she wouldn't be able to pull it off. But she did it with the perfect amount of like despise and distaste and jealousy and envy that it was just I have to give her so many props to it. That's why I wanted more of her. See that. Yeah. So I remember when I was watching the movie and there were like a couple things and I'll get to the other one. Uh, and it's after this, we talk about this. But like one of them was like, Cheetah's in it a good amount, but like I want more because she's, she's like the foe of Wonder Woman, like and not Maxwell Lord. She's the arch. She's Wonder Woman's arch exactly. nemesis. Exactly. So then also I was like, 
I I wasn't like I wasn't like I was surprised they casted her, but I was like, oh okay, like I've seen her in dramatic stuff. I haven't seen her in something this grand scale, so I was like, okay, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt because she can switch on and off. And then when I watched it, I thought she was great. My one problem was that when she turned into Cheetah, when she when they had a close up on her face and like her like chest up, it looked good. But when it was full body, to me, I didn't think it looked as good as it could have. And I, I think it might have did the lighting. I think the lighting might have been an issue because it was that was pretty dark when we saw f- full body Cheetah. Yeah, and I remember people online are like, they're not too pleased with it. And I, I thought it was just me because I was like, it's so weird when you... It's almost like it looked like it was makeup from the chest up when they had close-ups. But then when they went full body, even when she was standing, it just... It almost looked blurry to me. It could have been a hybrid. So that's why I was like that. And they had a lot of time post-production with all these delays. I thought maybe they could have Did they have a it? lot of time between the June delay and now? That's a Yes, year. they did. That's a year. D- to do a one part, to really make Cheetah look great? Yes, they did. They had this a lot was of supposed time. to come out in November 2019, originally. This has more postponements, I think, than New Mutants, they said. And one thing against that is that when they went under the water, the, the, C, the CGI Cheetah looked great. I don't even know if maybe they had a wetsuit with fur or something mm-hmm. on it. It looked really good. If you rewatch that and look at it, you're just kind of like, that actually looks really freaking good because it looks like an actual person. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if they put made, like, a special wetsuit or something like that, but it was really great, the underwater scene. No, yeah. Yeah, that that wasn't bad. That that It was more like... I think the lighting, I think the lighting really was bad in that because it was dark and I couldn't see her really. But it was weird because, but then Gal, and I'm, maybe that is it because then you see Gal Gadot and she's like beautifully lit. There's a shine to her suit and all that. She stuff. has a golden suit. But, no, I'm Wonder about, Woman. but what I'm saying, but it could be because she is a cheetah. She's supposed to be an apex predator, so she should be like sort of blending in with her surroundings. Maybe. That, sound, be, that does sound like a reach a little bit, but I, I'll, she I'll did want to be. An Apex I don't think predator. it's a reach. <laughs> What'd you say, Jim? She did want to be an Apex Predator. She said it. I was waiting for that line. I was like, was that just a trailer line? I was like, is she gonna say it? I was waiting. The, she said on the plane. She didn't say it. She goes, I want. She goes, I don't want to be Diana. I want to. No, she said the line in the trailer. Yeah, she said it. Apex Predator. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. You should write some movies, Jim. I think I'm going to. I'm going to write the next Wonder Woman movie. What did you guys think of Wonder Woman's new powers? I actually am really happy that they were out, that they actually like incorporated literally almost everything in I this like movie. I like the invisible jet. Finally. I like the invisible jet. Didn't seem I liked, campy. I liked her like little like I tried it once on a coffee cup. I lost the coffee yeah. cup. <laughs> that was funny because when he was when she said I didn't expect her to say that, so that's why I thought it was funny. Also, I liked also. I like the flying aspect of it, but did you did they play Superman's theme? No, no, no. This no. is okay. This is a an issue with me. They had Hans Zimmer did a beautiful score to this film. It was beautiful, but the flying scene they used a score from a movie called Sunshine, mm-hmm. and I was like, why couldn't Hans Zimmer just make his own score? Because I was like, I've I've heard when I was watching, I'm like, I've heard this score before. I'm like, was it like Superman's flying theme? I was like, I have heard this song music so many times because they, it's like almost like Requiem for a Dream's theme. Like they use it in other things yes, a lot. Yes, yes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I have heard this. So I literally go, I went, Siri, what is this song? And played it during the scene. And it was, I'm like, it's from Sunshine. And I was like, oh, that's that's it. It was it's a Killian Murphy film. I'm like, that has a beautiful score. But I was just like, Hans Zimmer, why couldn't you just just take take the take, time out take the time and make something epic? Make you know this epic. Like we have the Wonder Woman theme, make the epic Wonder Woman flying scene. See, but I liked I that was another like, the score was like you had the dun Oh my dun, god, I love dun, the dun, score dun, dun. so much. But then you also have these like beautiful like orchestral like when they're flying through the fireworks and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, it was just the, I actually feel like this one ha- because she goes I feel like she when she lost Steve again for the second time, she goes through more loss and it was just like they like they fill your heart and then they're like just kidding squish it and like i was like <laughs> i was like this one that's why like i was like attracted to the screen so much i was like i just feel like there's so much emotion which patty jenkins does so well like she is like you said this before jimmy she is one gal Gadot. is that gal is it gal Gadot or gal Gadot? He's gal Gadot. 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 okay Gadot. oh Gadot, Gadot. i don't know same thing i'm gonna go with kelly because jimmy's usually wrong but <laughs> like the two of them just I think know what they want. And yes, the Wonder Woman movies, I don't think ever really push outside the boundaries, but the way they make the movie, the filmmaking of it and the direction and the acting are what like fill it over the top. 
for me at least i i can agree with that like the acting and the like the amount like gal gadot i've seen we i've seen so many different movies with her and it's just like sometimes i'm just like when you do wonder woman you literally like emote so well and your acting is top notch and then i'll see her in other movies and i'm just like bro like come on like i know you can do it like keeping up with the joneses or something she was in that yeah yeah i mean that was a comedy like i I know but it's just like i know she can do it she's good in fast and furious movies she was she's not really doing anything in those but also that's a testament to also patty jenkins of how good of like what she could pull out of people no yeah like i think this movie was excellent in terms of getting the audience to feel because like in the beginning like when you're looking at the pictures in diana's apartment Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like and the way that gal gadot carries herself during the movie it's just like you feel her loneliness and her Mm -hmm. sadness being like okay like it's hard for me to make friends because when you see like the picture of older Etta candy you're just like because she knows that making friends means that she has to watch them die eventually and then it's just like you just feel how lonely she is. But it's like that's what makes it even more heartbreaking when at the end when she does have to renounce her wish and says goodbye to Steve because it's just kind of like she knows like I'm about to be alone again. And, and I- she'd been alone for so long. It's also like in the first one when she's saying goodbye to Steve, you can feel her naive, her naivety still like. Yeah. Being like, no, we can still do this. I just have to do this. I just have to do this. And then this one, you really feel her growth being like. I fucking know I have to do this. And also, like, side note, because I was laughing really hard when little Diana was crying because because Robin, I forgot her last name. Robin Wright. Robin Wright took her away and she's like, I was about to win. I was, I, I don't know why, but watching her cry made me laugh only because of MasterChef Junior. So watching children cry on screen now makes me laugh. <laughs> Can I just tell you <laughs> how much when that opening scene started? I was like, how hyped you are. <laughs> I want to be in a movie theater right now. I want to see this on a big screen. I want to see this with a friggin' audience who's like pumped to see Wonder Woman. I was like, that I'm I did miss. Literally I by myself in my basement, just sitting here watching this movie. Though I did, I did put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I'm like, no one talked to me. Bye bye. And I just put my phone and like threw it on the floor and didn't look at it at all. I, I mean, I'm I'm very tempted to go see this in a theater if i can maybe i'll wait until like it dies down a little bit and it's not as crowded but i, I will see this in a theater i think I, it's i need imax i really need imax because they filmed the beginning the mascara scene they said they like, specifically imax with imax cameras yeah, i'm you, like you can oh. tell because the aspect ratio changed i think that and like the, i think all the action like the more actiony scenes the more bigger grander scenes but like also um yeah, there were some scenes where like Wonder Woman would come in the way, but just the way she would like come out from the smoke or something like that. Like, I was like, I was waiting for like applause, and I was like, oh no, there's none. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's I, just me in my basement by myself. Also- I screamed. I screamed. I screamed. Sorry, there was one thing because I was missing the audience too. When she came in and they played the Wonder Woman theme at the end when she was wearing the armor, I screamed out. Yeah! and i was like oh man if i was in the theater like well also kelly that's the scene i was talking about i wasn't anything from the smoke it was when she came down and she just like there was like this like uh like these like choir people singing and then she like let go of her wing part of her suit and i was like and i was like oh there's no applause okay just kidding (laughs) i agree that it should be in theaters and on hbo max one because coronavirus is like all over the place but two like if you want to see in a theater you you should be able like if you want to take if you want to go you can go but thanks hbo max for during the final monologue between you know gagado and and um pedro pascal for buffering and then the app crashing and then me having to like cry because i was like what is it i had had, like 20 minutes left that happened to you yeah (laughs) and i had to then like airplay it from my phone because the the hbo app on the apple tv wouldn't work and i was like no okay i'm not sure this wouldn't happen at a theater unless there was a power outage jimmy this might have actually been our house because i was watching the original wonder woman and it happened and i was like i went back and forth i actually unplugged the apple tv and plug it back in i was like I was like, really? Don't do this to me right now. Stop. We were watching at the same time, so it. I think it might have been your house. Because <laughs> when Jimmy Jimmy was like, I literally just started. I had just started at five minutes right before that. Yeah. Oh, but I do want to say one more like qualm I have with the movie was, I wish she was in her suit more. Like I feel like she wasn't. She was more undercover this movie, and I wish she was a little more Wonder Woman this movie. Personally. No, that's what uh, that's what a lot of 
the criticism from other people are is like there wasn't a lot of her and i was like this was a really character focused movie versus like a big superhero spectacle so i would have liked to see it but it didn't hurt it didn't hurt it in my opinion and i also think this was the bridge between you had the first wonder woman where Mm -hmm. it's gonna be where she was like i'm wonder woman Uh, look look what i can do blah 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 like i don't know anything about earth like i'm gonna do whatever i want then you have okay i hurt people because i am different from everyone else i'm gonna be like incognito a little bit and then i think at the end of the film is when she is like you know what i'm fucking wonder woman and i'm and i and i can help people i can do all this this shit i think the third one is gonna be wonder woman as we know her if i'm like it depends It depends because I was reading another article that was like, well, after 1984, if they go to the present with Wonder Woman 3, that means Diana somehow has shrunk back into the shadows, though, like because you don't see her again. Like she doesn't make a public appearance again until Batman versus Superman. And that's like no one's really seeing. It's more like she's all incognito still during that movie until the very end. I think Batman versus Superman actually did very well because I just rewatched the entire because I don't want to watch the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I rewatched the battle scene when Wonder Woman first comes out and the way she is and the way she's fighting. I actually think that Batman versus Superman represents Wonder Woman so much better and then justice league was just a complete like like dumpster I, fire I, in her representation i don't know like zack snyder i think can handle the character i think he he i, think, I mean he chose gal gadot so he, and i also think he would go to patty jenkins and be like i need help with this 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 scene with her mm-hmm. like help me and i think she would help him i don't know what josh whedon would happen because all he does is work with female characters like buffy but he just went crazy yeah that i yeah and, i don't know and what happened like the scene where gal gadot refused to film in in justice league when ezra miller falls on her and there's yeah. faces in her boobs she refused she's like that is not one like what do you why would i do that they had to get her stunt double to film that and have her face away yeah joss i don't know what happened with joss whedon if he was just like i did the avengers i can do it fucking ever i want and he just did whatever he wanted and it just that's was just a mess that makes me so upset because I love Joss Whedon's work. I've wa- I've watched every single thing that he's done, and he was like my favorite director up until Justice League. Like I'm not sure what he did. I mean, Ray Fisher is saying that he decided to do whatever the fuck he wanted because he was so pissed off at how people still reacted to um, Age, of Age of Ultron. So it's like I don't know what is what happened on that. I'm not sure how he strayed so far, but like. It just was not, like, I don't know. Like, Justice League, I don't think, is the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. I mean, I saw it a couple times, but it's just, it's, compared to, it's just not what it should have been. With this movie being the 80s, it's very, like, he takes over all the televisions. Because I remember Patty Jenkins was saying she wanted the 80s because um, she wanted, that was, like, very Wall Street. Everyone wants the greed and all that. And I was like, I feel like this is what Josh Whedon wanted to do with, like, age of ultron where it just becomes like ultron like ultron causes mass chaos in the streets and all that but he it just didn't work out that way. no i think what this movie it was actually like they she did a great job portraying mass chaos in the streets with just i got like almost like, like with, i was like, like with, oh, with, with so russia bad. and the u.s like the the the, the bombs going on like the launching and like it's all hell broke loose because but also the everyone's scenes, wishes were coming true but also the scenes when you're seeing like the kids it's almost like the titanic the boat is sinking like you see the kids kind of holding their mothers and all that no, no when you're no, holding the kids no Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, but what I'm saying when you're going through when she's going through the streets and you kind of see like the mothers pulling the kids out of the car and trying them not to get like hit by these other people and like putting them all under blankets. I was like, I feel like this is what they were the emotion they were trying to get with Age of Ultron, but like it just did not come through as much as Wonder Woman eighty four. Which did for is, me. once again is surprising because Joss Whedon is is good at showing emotion. Everyone, if you want to watch it, go watch the body from Buffy, which literally oh, is just oh an emotional God. wreck. So good. Like he, no, I, don't, just, I, I don't like. Ugh. I feel like Josh Whedon just got too big for his britches. Well, also, Marvel could have been like that was still when they were very like we're gonna hold the purse strings for you before they kind of loosened a little bit. So it could have been a mix of both. But I, I really think that like if like they're saying without Patty Jenkins, like they might not make a Wonder Woman three, and I really agree with that because I'm like she and Gal. She's Gadot, the only one who can handle her. Her perfectly. and Gal Gadot like make the perfect acting director team. I agree. 
And I feel like it's like Scorsese and like De Niro, the Niro DiCaprio, either DiCaprio. one. DiCaprio. Like, yeah. But but I also think like like if if Gagudo went to like if they were filming a scene and Gagudo went to Patty Jenkins, like I don't think Diana would do this. I really I really think like Patty Jenkins would be like, you know what? Let's try it your way, and we'll we'll figure this out. Maybe we'll get like a mix of the two. Like they'll work together. That's the problem with studios and other like other directors don't understand. It's like. I, where, I watched an interview recently or just like a uh, like a documentary where they're like directors some of the directors are just so in their head where they're like if you come with an idea saying I really don't think that's how the character would be they're like we're pretty act the way I'm telling you to act right now Ryan yeah. Johnson like did that with Last Jedi which is why it ruined like the entire franchise I, I also think that like Patty Jenkins came from indie film like Monster mm-hmm so when they give like I think like in like you know when you work like, I feel like with indie films like you know you're working with high caliber talent it's with no other and money. and you're and you're pretty much pretty like newer so you're like you're getting help and I think mm-hmm. Patty Jenkins accepts the help from from like other people and she'll work with them it's not yeah like I like some people would be like no this is it's my movie and this is how we're doing it like that's no, not yeah. how you make a film. I think that Zack Snyder really helped with her in dealing with the large-scale film mm. in the first one. And that's why you have this, the end battle scene look like Batman versus Superman. Yeah, but it's like some some people just can't handle it. I know, like, I, this is me because I'm biased because I hate Captain Marvel, but Ryan Fleck and... And, uh, and, and Anna Fleck. Anna yeah. Fleck. Well, the directors the of Captain Marvel, they did... I personally, because obviously I don't like Captain Marvel, which so I'm biased towards it, but I don't think they handled the a big no, budget and, film. And, no, I was just going to say, like, I think Marvel has a thing there. Because if you look at the DC ones that have hired kind of indie films like Marvel, they a, a couple of them, I'll agree with you. Um, Captain Marvel, they didn't bring any, they didn't bring anything special to it. It was more at this time, at this day and age in 2019, 2020, you can't just make a normal superhero movie. There has to be something else to it. It's just there's too many films that come out now that you can't just be like, oh, okay, here it is. I just wanted to do a superhero movie. and But usually, I think because what Jimmy says, I think they come from small collaborative things. They're very big on working with others, and other people have better ideas sometimes. And, and, I, and just, I think like like that's why Kathy Yan and Margot Robbie worked so well exactly. together because Margot Robbie's like, yeah, I've done these huge blockbusters, and Kathy Yan made like a movie, and that was it. <laughs> she made some like tiny Indians. She got... And that's why I think no, it's also um, uh, uh, Shazam, the Russo brothers, uh, James Gunn, all these people. Well, I can tell you that horror directors, they pick a lot of horror directors because, um, oh my God, who directed this Shazam? He was a big horror director. David, David F. Sandberg. Yeah. yeah, he was a horror. Scott Dickerson. Uh, Scott Dickerson. James Gunn was a horror director. He was a weird fucking horror director. He was crazy. But he fits Guardians. But I mean, I think horror and indie because you have such like a community where people listen to you. I'm just saying, I don't know if Patty Jenkins is like on her way to jump ship to like Star Wars or something because she's been airing out Warner Brothers Dirty Laundry about how the process was. This whole press release, this whole press tour. I think that that also has to deal with the HBO Max deal. Because they said the the whole thing about the third act of Wonder Woman 1. She said like, she said like, she's been saying like, they've, they've given me a lot of problems. And like, I've had to fight tooth and nail to get it back and like but the thing is i think she knows she has the power and she can do that now well that too i'm just saying but i'm just saying like this she's been really airing out their dirty laundry i mean look at like she had the dark uh, dark world like she was signed for her to direct a marvel movie and and she was like you know what this is not working because they won't like i can't like it's pretty much someone writes a script for me i direct it that's it like she doesn't have any say in it so that's why she left dark world i i really think that that indie directors do it better for I some agree. reason like, that's why I'm, I'm a little excited i mean the first captain marvel like i just don't think they were good choices but i think like nia DaCosta is a good choice for captain no, marvel i do too. too you i think because the problem her was, and brie larson have been talking like they're on twitter like i talking think it's to each other. Become, i don't know and but, they're going to work together to bring captain marvel too yeah. along with um the girl playing miss marvel i know yeah. she's in those conversations so i, I really and feel, the girl from one division yeah, so I really feel like like they all like it's almost like when they film a super like uh, any movie it's you need it's it's almost like it's not a job it's like I'm going to have I'm going to hang out with my friends but mm-hmm. oh yeah by the I'm just gonna be in front of a camera filming something that I think is when it works. I also think for Wonder I mean for Captain Marvel I just no offense to these directors I don't think I looked at their other movies like trailers and I, I it just 
they br- it brought n- i think they just chose i think they should have had a f- like just one solo woman directing it but i think it would have been better uh, i really don't think a woman does not have to f- direct a female superhero movie i'm not saying that i think that a male can direct a female uh, female superhero movie just as well and a female can direct a male superhero movie. Like, I'm not, I don't uh, think they've had a female director direct a male superhero movie. I'm not movie saying yet. that. I'm just saying. I think they just were not the right directors. Like, they didn't bring anything special yeah, exactly. to make you enjoy Captain Marvel. Like, they didn't, like, the way that they filmed it, honestly, was wrong. I don't, I didn't enjoy the way they filmed it. And just, like, I don't know if they're the ones who did the story or anything, but it's just, like, there was no heart to Captain Marvel. Like, you know, it was just kind of like, this is a generic superhero movie. That isn't terrible, but it's not great either. Like, I still disagree with this Rotten Tomato score because obviously I'm biased towards it. But like, there's there was no heart to it. Like, I they just I don't think that they understood Captain Marvel to be honest. But I also think I'm, I'm but just a really quick with Jimmy. I'm not saying that. I just saying there's sometimes like just the way of life. You have different views, and it translates better to other movies. That's what I was saying about that. But I agree with you, Kelly. Like, I just think they didn't bring anything to it. But I don't also, think they understood Captain Marvel, to be honest. I don't think they understood her character. I think they were just like, oh, she's a, she's a super, she's Marvel's first, uh, the first solo female superhero movie for Marvel. And it's just kind of like, they just wrote on that. Like they didn't, I feel like they didn't take the time to actually understand the character of Carol Danvers or the superhero. Like the way with Patty Jenkins understands Wonder Woman. And like, that's why like each movie like is like focusing on like a different virtue, you know, like first movie was about love this was about truth and stuff like captain marvel it was like i felt like they just didn't they were just like this is what happens in the comics let's just follow it like there was no nothing in depth just kind of based like building off what you just said like the, well one there was one scene that were in one room that reminded me of captain marvel in the way where you know where she's right before the big truck scene and she's running really slow motion once again there's really bad cgi right behind them and it was the same with captain marvel falling from like falling from the ship i think into the desert if that you know if you know what i'm talking about i literally don't because i've only watched it maybe one and a half times well that just gave me i hate when they just put they like do something in slow motion but then the the green screen doesn't like doesn't uh, okay, is this more of like a special effects issue well, no, versus... no, before i said what i was going to say before i just wanted to say that because i was like it's more of this it's yes it is more special effects but it just happened in both movies where they do slow motion things and the green screen's terrible behind them second mm. i agree with you that they didn't really capture the 90s as much as they could have in captain marvel but i thought this one captured the 80s i'm surprised you didn't hate it because it was 80s movie jimmy i know but um like they literally like the way the camera panned weirdly like to like do zoom ins really closer they kind of it just the way they shot it, it had retro it feel exactly it had that kind of like cheesy but in a good way feel like a like, reminiscent cheesiness no, but before we do the rating, can we please talk about that amazing cameo at the end of the film? The oh, yeah, I forgot scene? that. Uh, I, yes. I hope... She, I ho- so, it's Linda Carter is... What's the actual person's name in the movie um, that they tell a story about? Asteria. Asteria. So, they ha- tell a story about Asteria. How she's she the one who's the original owner of the, the gold armor. Yeah. The, the, the gold armor. And she was, like, hold the, as the women escaped and they went to Themyscira. She protected... She, she was held pro- off. She was holding off all the men. And all they were able to find was the gold, the gold armor, and they were never knew what happened to her. Well, she's still here, and she is now Linda Carter as Asteria. Asteria. So I think that was like a great little nod. Like I kind of hope she's back. I hope she's in the third one too. The but I'm like, one. I feel like that's. I feel like if she's gonna be very like a lot of stunt work. She's kind of, I don't know offense her, but she's kind of old. So, like, I don't want it to be, like, looking weird with all this, like, special effects I have to do around it. I'm more worried about how organically they could add her into the story for her to just pop up and be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the third? What's the last? You said the two um, virtues of Wonder Woman. What was the third one? I'm going to assume it's Justice. The Justice League. Bum, bum, bum. They can all just get justice on a villain. Bum, bum, bum. No, I know. I agree. Yeah, that's true. How they going to fit it into. She walks in. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Australia. Diana. Oh my God, I don't remember you, but you're from Thermoscara, don't you remember? <laughs> Why haven't you told anyone you're alive? Mm? <laughs> ah, I I enjoyed the I enjoyed the Earth too. I enjoyed Earth too much. Maybe that's Earth two that she's on. That could be that could be a flashpoint thing. Flash Who knows? Point. You ready for some ratings? Yeah, I got my calculator out. I will give it a eight. I will give it a nine. I'm gonna give it an eight, and that's. 
I think it'll be an 8.5. Nope, an 8.3333. You know what? I wanted to watch before this to like really watch it again, which I'm going to do probably after this podcast and watch it again. Things might change rating-wise, but I I, I do want to watch it again because I feel like with these big movies, you miss stuff and just or just don't appreciate it as much. I want to watch it again. But can I say some fun facts before we end the show? Okay, so fun fact number one. Young Diana, she performed all her stunts as much as she could. Because the stunt she, double was not as good as her. She jumped off the thing into the water by herself without a life vest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the second one, the role of Cheetah, was first offered to Emma Stone. She declined. Then they offered it to Kristen Wiig. Because Patty, that was Patty, as Patty Jenkins' first choice, but I guess she wasn't available at first. Can I tell you something? I can't picture anyone except Kristen Wiig. Sarah <laughs> Paulson campaigned hard as fuck for the role of Cheetah. I did remember that. And I think she could have done a pretty good job as Cheetah. Can I say, before I read this trivia fact, I actually was like, who else could play Cheetah? Because Kristen Wiig was doing really well. I was like, I can kind of see Emma Stone. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Maybe because I just remembered reading it a while ago. But I don't know. I feel like Emma Stone's too young. The third one is that I didn't hear anything about this, so it didn't spoil it for me. But in an interview with Gal Gadot on the Graham Norton show, not realizing the invisible jet was not a spoiler... He like says it on the interview show and she was like, uh, um, no, what? Planes? What? And he was like, yeah, you're in the visible. She's like, oh, you just spoiled so much right now. I can't talk right now. People are watching me. And I was like, that did not get out at all. They must have like wiped that footage. Uh, I mean, when I saw the Everyone kind of knew when that you saw the, trailer the invisible the jet fireworks, was there though. So you're like, that's going to be the invisible jet. Well, no, I'm just saying because they also, there are set pictures of her running but it wasn't the invisible jet, which is, I think they were just pulling her because you can tell her feet are like barely touching the ground. But well, like, that's because that's a film technique. What's that called again? No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. But when people saw the set photos of her just sitting with the strings, they thought she was flying on the invisible jet or like taking off. So I heard that. We're also not in Britain, so unless you watch BBC America, then you're really not going to see it. I'm sorry. If anything with DC or Marvel comes out, I feel like with any information, it it goes it, two seconds. It's everywhere. But I guess so. That was my fun facts for this episode. That was it. Okay. They didn't have a lot on, on IMDb. I still use IMDb, but they, they lied to us last time, but hopefully this isn't a lie. But yeah, any last thoughts, everyone? If you can see it in the theater, go see it in the theater, please, and thank you. Or if you saw it on HBO Max, just go again to see it in theater. <laughs> you have <laughs> one you month can. to watch it on HBO Max, and after that, then, you, the then you go back to If the you theater. feel comfortable. Guys, thanks for listening. Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. We're at Pop Horror Review on social media, www.poporreview.com. Here's our website. Check out TitanCast, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. That was a TitanCast episode.